to a couple of idiots your daily episode by episode podcast where we discuss the television show supernatural i am one of your hosts dan and with me as always is his wife penny hello how hello. is it going today okay how about you <laughs> fine <laughs> oh i'm just upset because i got our walmart order and i grabbed it up you know grabbed the box off the front porch thought this is kind of heavy that's odd i didn't order anything heavy so I opened it up, and it's completely not our order. So yeah, yay. I don't know how that happens. Where how do they get a different label, address label on a different box? Like, isn't there a couple of different labels on that box to line up the right labels with the right order? Yes, I have two of the labels right here, and then there's a third label on the box also has your name on it, and then our the label that they use to deliver it has your name and address on it. So. Not sure how they screwed up. But now wow. someone's got our order and we've got someone else's order. And soup. <laughs> yeah, we had a bunch of canned goods. Yeah, Crappy we don't canned eat goods. canned soup. I mean, that stuff is just a salt bomb. Yeah. Not even good stuff like, I don't know, SpaghettiOs or, <laughs> oh, yeah. or raviolis. It's a crappy lentil soup. Yeah. I'm sure it's awesome. All right, so the episode today, it's uh, season four, episode 14, Sex and Violence. The recap starts with uh, Sam uh, taking off with Ruby, and then Sam telling Dean to tell him about hell. It was a pretty short recap, but it mostly just had to deal with the boys being mad at each other, it looked like. Yeah, I thought it was kind of heavy with uh, Sam and Ruby, um, but yeah, you're right, it did just kind of have them bickering back and forth with each other. and. You're keeping secrets. Oh, you're keeping secrets and all that fun stuff that they always complain about. So the episode starts. We see a lady in the kitchen getting dinner ready. A guy comes home. And then she says, hey. And then, I don't know, they look at each other cross. And it's like, what? And they start to fight over him working his ass off. And then uh, he kind of gets over that and wanders off. And then uh, she says that they got invited to a party Saturday night. And uh, then the husband gets super upset about that. And the wife's like, what's up with you tonight? It's like, you want to have a fight. She turns around, and then the husband starts beating hell out of her. Yes, and she was preparing, how she was preparing her meal is she was using a meat tenderizer to, you know, tenderize the meat. And that's what he picked up and tenderized her head with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess... I didn't, I didn't realize that when we were watching, but you're right. I did see her using the meat tenderizer at first, and anytime there's a meat tenderizer used in a scene, you know it's going to get used in someone's head. Yeah, so you know it's not going to be good for business whatsoever. <laughs> rarely on TV is there legitimate uses of meat tenderizers, and that includes Food Network television. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, except for Food Network. No, that is appropriate people, use of meat tenderizers. People don't know how to cook. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to pound it flat. Uh, so then that's the uh, entrance, the opening graphic to the show. Show begins. Uh, we see Dean waking up, and Sam is like in the bathroom on the phone. Uh, looks like he's trying, sounds like he's trying to hunt down a case. Talks about, you know, basically demon finding stuff. Right. Is like, has there been electrical storms or, or any t other type of demon omens? Yeah. Dean then uh, fakes being awake, acts like he's sleeping. Sam then wakes him up and uh, lies about what he was doing. Because Dean asks, like, what were we up to? He's like, oh, I was just in the bathroom. 
Do you want me to draw you a picture of it? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty rude. <laughs> uh, Sam says, though, that he has a case. And uh, it, he then goes on to describe the what, the opening scene that this husband beat hell out of his wife. Uh, Sam and Dean then, we see them in a jail. And they're interviewing the guy, the husband. They just want to know what happened. And uh, they kind of have to coax him into talking. And then he says, I killed my wife uh, because she made plans without me. Yes, he wasn't too shy. And he even mentioned, like, if I don't get the death penalty, I'll take care of it myself. He was very remorseful about killing his wife. Yeah, he says that he knows what he's doing and he loved her and they were happy. Uh, Dean pulls out then a $9,000 receipt to MNC Entertainment. So, you know, it's, you know, paying a stripper or something. Way too much money. <laughs> uh, he says that, yeah, he went to a strip bar and he met the girl of his dreams. She was just absolutely perfect. Everything he ever wanted. And uh, it really sounds like this guy had it rough for a stripper. <laughs> and uh, said they ended up killing his wife for Jasmine. That was the stripper's name. And that they were going to meet up then afterwards, but she never showed up. And he didn't know her name or where she lives or anything about her. Uh, and then, yeah, he's like, so I know what I did. If I don't get the death sentence, I'll just kill myself. Yes, he's like, I don't know her last name, don't know where she lives. Don't even know if that's her first, real first name, which probably not. <laughs> you know, I don't think strippers tend to use their real names. Not that I know any or anything, and if you do, I apologize, but I'm just assuming. No, strippers do not use their real names. <laughs> How many women named Brandy are there? You... Oh, a lot. No, I don't uh, so then I thought Sam went into a newspaper, but he went into a, the hospital. And he asks about the two other guys that killed their wives. He's talking to a doctor. Uh, she says she didn't the doctor says she didn't find anything unusual with the wives but in the husbands though that committed the murders she found crazy high levels of oxytocin it's the love hormone she goes on to explain uh dean then comes in introduces himself sam asks the doctor what might cause those crazy high levels she knows nothing that would cause it and then sam continues to flirt with her on the way out the door yeah, they're very, uh, well, they're flirting with each other. I think she kind of started it, but definitely um, thought Sam is cute. And, you know, Dean thinks he's the best looking guy on the planet. So he was not happy that this woman totally ignored him and had the eyes for Sam. So then outside the hospital, they're talking. Dean uh, found out more about the other guys also, and that basically they all fell in love with strippers, too, before murdering their wives or girlfriends, or whoever. I don't know if they really clarified who they murdered, but... I think wives. Uh, Sam figures, and hey, they fell in love with someone and became psychotic. <laughs> Dean then is super happy that they're finally on a case that deals with strippers. <laughs> yes, he's like, finally, case with strippers. So then they show the local strip club. Uh, by the way, white zombie music plays here. Thunder Kiss 65, <laughs> good stripper song. Uh, Dean asks the manager where he can find the girls and he names like all three of them that were who these guys were with. But the manager, he doesn't know any of their real names, just basically blows them off. They can't help you find them. Uh, 
Sam says that there's sirens calling men to disaster. Where'd Sam get this information? Was he reading a book on his way over? No, he said he just got off the phone with Bobby. Oh, okay. And it was Bobby's suggestion um, that... Did you notice the name of the strippers? The first one was Jasmine Aurora and Ariel. Okay. Just, you know. Are they Disney names or something? Disney princesses. Aurora, which who's that one? I'm not sure, but you know, you have Jasmine, Ariel, and the next. Oh, Ariel. Ariel, yeah. Oh, that's the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, oh, okay. exactly. Well, that's funny. <laughs> Disney names. No Nala, though. No Nala Bear. She's a hellhound, <laughs> not a stripper. <laughs> Poor dog. Yeah. So uh, Bobby was on the phone, or Sam was on the phone with Bobby. Okay. Um, so that's how he got the idea for a siren. And uh, these guys, though, they can read minds and, like, cloak themselves in some sort of illusion to uh, help these guys fall for them. And then at this point, Dean figures, oh, wait, we might not be looking for three different strippers. They could all be the same chick. Exactly. Because they are able to make themselves look how, whatever this person thinks will be the perfect Woman for him. That's how they make themselves look to this person. The camera pans over from those guys, though, and shows a stripper walk up to a guy and leave with a guy. And her name was Belle. Belle. <laughs> yep. Uh, we see her in uh, his house. His mom also lives there. Um, mom is still safe, though, as the girl gets naked. But in the mirror, though, we see what it really looks like, and she's super ugly. Not big monster head. Yeah. Lots no. of teeth everywhere. <laughs> uh, they obviously do the do. They wake up, and the girl starts complimenting this guy. And then it starts going on and on about how great their life would be if mom wasn't in the way. You know, just take out mom. We'd be live happily ever after. She tells him to go bash mother's brains in. And he's like, sure, if you say so. And she says, I love you. He grabs a fire poker, goes into his mother room, beats her to death. You can hear it. It's pretty horrifying. The girl gets up, puts on her clothes, and leaves. <laughs> and then I just wrote my notes, blah. Because <laughs> once again, this guy's going to come out and not have any clue who that chick was. And exactly. he just killed his mom for her. Exactly. What and it sounds like the mother was some sort of an inv invalid or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. The mother was an invalid, too. Because she kept saying, oh, it's so nice how you take care of your mother. And he's like, well, it's my mother. She only has me. So it sounds like he was a caretaker for her. Yeah, yeah. He loved his mother. It's the closest person in his life. Yep, just killed her off for some chick he'll never you know, see again. Not living with her because, you know, he's useless to lose in her basement, but actually taking care of her. Right. Not in her basement playing video games <laughs> or trolling the internet. Dean is, uh, we see then Dean back in the hotel and he picks up Sam's phone, dials the last number and Ruby picks up and says, hey, Sam. He quickly hangs up, puts the phone back down. And Sam comes back in and then reports about that guy that just killed his mom. Sam's phone then rings and it's Bobby. Uh, Bobby has more info on the sirens. They can use a toxic venom that can cast some sort of spell. But they can, uh, once they infect someone, they got to split because then that poison can then poison and kill them themselves. Exactly. Which seems weird that if you're a, if you got poison in your body, how's that going to poison yourself? But 
I don't know. Whatever. <coughs> but so they ask him how, well, how do you kill a siren? And um, Bobby says that you need the blood of someone that's been infected and kind of then I guess stab them with it. He much like a brass something that you needed, but I don't remember exactly. All right. Well, Sam and Dean, they're back at the hospital. And at this point, another uh, real FBI agent shows up and gets info from Sam and Dean. The agent goes to call and verify that uh, Sam and Dean are real. And the number that he ends up calling is Bobby's number. And Bobby call basically harasses the guy. He's like, you know, what the hell don't you mean? Don't we have jurisdiction there? Don't ever call me again. It's just very gruff and short with the guy to right. scare him off the phone. Right. Well, because... He- how do I want to put this? After Bobby hangs up the phone, you can see the phone that he hung up had a sticker that said FBI on it. But then he had a series of other phones, some like DOD or, or DOJ. Anyway, he had a different phone for different government agencies. So Yeah, is that the first time we see his wall of phones? Yes, that oh, is the okay. first time. We, so that's why they hand out these cards because they know it's going to go to Bobby. And depending on which phone rings, he knows which character to be. Right. Yeah, I didn't know if that was... I've seen that wall of phones before right? I uh, think, in an episode, but if that's the first time we've seen it, though, since we watched it from the beginning, yeah, it's hilarious. Yes, I do. Yeah, I believe it is the first time we've seen it since All we right. started watching it. Well, there you go. Something to look forward to in this episode. Bobby's wall of fake phones. <laughs> um, the uh, agent says that, hey, all these guys were banging strippers from the same club. You know, he thinks he's got some inside... He's done some investigation on this. <laughs> and uh, Sam then quickly pulls Dean away and says he needs to uh, take the a- real agent to the strip club uh, while, Dean, while Sam then hangs back and gets the lab samples to do the real investigation into the whole siren angle. Uh, Dean and that agent leave, and Sam is in with the doctor to get the samples. But the samples have gone missing. Back at the strip club, Dean and the agent are doing shots and exchanging music trivia. Not looking for (laughs) anyone at all. Right. They're not really doing their job. They're just being bros hanging out. The other agent, though, gives him some flower seeds that he uh, had bagged up from the crime scene. I guess they were left behind somehow. Yeah, he said they were, well, they were flower, uh, they weren't seeds, they were flower petals or flowers themselves. He said they were left behind at all the crime scenes. Okay. Yeah, it seems odd that something would leave a flower petal behind. Uh, Then they take off, though, because Dean has seen this flower before. Back at the office, uh, Sam and the doctor are reviewing security tape, looking uh, for who took the uh, blood sample. And I think at that point, then they show you another flower pot in that office. To make sure you knew, oh, this is where you saw it before. It was in the doctor's office. Yeah, the doctor had that same uh, flower in her office. Uh, but, you know, someone doctored the security tape, so who knows who took it. The doctor then gets out some booze, gives Sam a drink. And at this point, did you notice that the doctor's shirt is unbuttoned halfway down? Yes. <laughs> All right. Then the doctor starts talking about her ex, Carl. And at this point, there's a shot where total side boob, you see her entire breast. It's just flopped out of her shirt. And I'm like, wow, CW, what is this? (laughs) Did you notice that? No, I did not notice the side boob. 
Yeah, there's a where she's like on the right facing uh, Sam, and Sam's on the left facing her, and like her shirt is just bloused open totally, and you can just see everything. It's unbelievable. No, I miss that. Of course, Sam, I'm not the one that really you know looks at women's chests like that. So, well, I'm looking around for details of the show. Right, not details. Well, because at first I was like, okay, the shirt's halfway unbuttoned, so I'm starting to get suspicious of this chick because she's got the flowers. Right. Sam phone the Sam's phone rings, but he ignores it, and now I'm getting more suspicious of this chick. And then she says, "Have fun, no regrets, live life like no tomorrow." And she's been thinking about him all night. And then at this point in my notes, I wrote, "Oh my God, she's the siren. I hope Sam is smart enough. This is so tense." She strips down, and they start making out hardcore commercial. They did the nasty in her office, it seems like. We come back from commercial and we see Sam coming home. Or coming back to the hotel. Sam says that he was with Kara. And Dean explains how she's the siren because of the hyacinths. Well, first to put Dean wasn't there. Dean then called him. Oh, you're right. He came, Okay, Sam went back to the hotel, though, right? Right, he and went back Dean to the hotel, called. and Dean was not there. Right, Dean called. Uh, then Dean figures out that Sam banged her, and now he totally doesn't trust Sam. Sam says, hey, you know, let's just go meet up someplace and figure this out. And Dean's like, nope, I don't trust you anymore. Dean then leaves a message for Bobby. And then Dean calls the other detective back after a day or you know a session of day drinking <laughs> gives him a call and says need your help canvassing for someone and we see the uh, other detective and uh, dean i guess just on a stakeout outside the uh the strip club they're just sitting in the car right in the parking lot it wasn't the strip club because the doctor doesn't work at the strip club but yes he was sitting in his car watched her go into whatever building i didn't know what building it was and then yes dean walks up and gets in his car so the other detective though doesn't believe dean's story but says that he does trust him and then they have a drink again because then dean pulls out of his pocket a flask yep dean pull out, pulls out the flask has a drink it to the agent he has a drink and then dan dean i almost said dan dean takes it back and has another drink and then the other detective's like oh so how do you think uh these guys the strippers poisoning everyone i don't know if dean really has an answer for him but the, the other detective's like it's passed through saliva well he says maybe it's saliva yeah and it's like maybe you should have wiped the uh rim off that bottle and then he puts the mojo on him. So this cop, who's used to be a stripper, supposedly, and who's <laughs> now the detective, uh, tells, tells Dean to go kill Sam and get, it, um, get him out of the way. Yeah, to kill Sam, because that way they can be brothers. And they can live happily forever as brothers. It's so weird. Sam comes into the, his motel room again. And Dean jumps him from behind and holds him at knife point. The siren, who still looks like the uh, detective, starts taunting Sam. Sam tells him that he's a needy, pathetic loser. And then at this point, the siren spits in Sam's mouth or in his face or something, sprays goo on him. 
Uh, Siren tells him, that, tells both of the boys that they now need to fight to the death to see who's <laughs> going to be his brother. Yep. Dean then starts talking shit to Sam about lying and hiding things. Sam says Dean's too weak and, he, and he's holding him back. That He's clearly this stronger, smarter brother and that Dean just feels sorry for himself. Then they have a huge fist fight. Dean tackles Sam through the door. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the clearly styrofoam door. Right. <laughs> uh, goes for the uh, fire axe. The siren then sells, tells him to do it. You know, Dean, kill your brother. Prove. That point then, right as he goes to swing on him, Bobby shows up, stabs Dean in, in the shoulder, in the arm. Uh, then he takes that knife and stabs the siren, kills the siren, and everyone just looks around at each other awkwardly. Yes, I do think that killing the siren broke the spell, and they're kind of like, uh... But he didn't just stab the siren. He threw the knife and got him right in the back. Oh, yeah. The siren was, like, running away, and <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he ninja-knifed him. <laughs> commercial. Um, okay, after commercial, then, Bobby, uh, they're all sitting under a bridge again. They like to meet under bridges a lot. <laughs> Down I, by the wharf. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is. but Well, I didn't see a bridge. I just saw them, like, out in the middle. Whatever. The bay. <laughs> Someplace. Uh, Bobby gives them sodas. Bobby uh, says, you know, one call in this whole thing could have been uh, cleared up. Everyone knows Mick, Nick Monroe wasn't real. And right then I was like, hey, wait, I remember that time when Dean was trying to call you because he thought Kara was the siren. You didn't pick up the phone, Jackball. If you'd have picked up the phone then, then you wouldn't have been able to say that, Bobby. Well, yes, he could, because what he was referring to is they could have asked him for the card of his AD. And if he didn't have one or couldn't give him an answer, then they would have known right then and there that he was not a real agent. That's what Bobby was referring to, because that dude does not have Bobby's card on him. Okay. <laughs> I just blew Dan's mind. <laughs> I guess, but still, where was Bobby when when Dean was trying to call her earlier? That's a moot point because calling Bobby would not have let them know that that this guy was not a real FBI agent. If they would have asked for his AD's card so they could call and make sure he was legit, then they would have gotten their answer right there. Yeah, and there. yeah, yeah. But they could have gotten some background on this Kara. As soon as Dean thought it was Kara, that was the siren. He could have called up Bobby and asked to do a background check on her. And then something could have come up to prove that she wasn't. And then he would have been back on a suspect list. <laughs> could be. I don't know. All right. Let's finish this up. It's nearly over. <laughs> <coughs> As I cough myself to death. Mm-hmm. Bobby says, sirens are nasties. Boys, don't feel bad for falling for them. Then he drives off. Dean asks Sam if uh, he's going to say goodbye to Kara. Sam's like, nah, what's the point? <laughs> then Sam tells him that he didn't mean what he said while he was under the spell. And are they cool? And Dean says, yeah, we're good. The end. Yep, get in the baby and they drive off into the sunset. Well, not really, but they do get in the, get in the car. And yes, that was the end of the episode. Pretty sad and crummy. The end was pretty sad and crummy or the entire episode? Um... Most of the, 
the second third of the, <laughs> the the second third the last third of the episode I don't know. When the siren had Dean and Sam fight each other? Yeah, all of that yelling and aggressiveness cuz they were ta- when I when they were talking shit back and forth. It was just sad and depressing. It was, but you know, they do have those because of the fact that Dean knows because he's got Ruby's phone number that he's been calling her and talking to her about something, so that's a secret. Um so that's still an issue for Dean. Yeah, but come on, guys. Work it out. Let's get over this and move on to fighting evil. Oh, <laughs> I'm sick of you two bickering. Oh, they're brothers. they got to fight with each other, Oh, too. it's endless. This is my <laughs> number one complaint about this show. It just seems to happen endlessly. I really hope that the entire series isn't like this. I hope that there's one episode where they're both on the same page and happy with each other. Yeah, there are many, many episodes. Okay, good. I can't wait to see one. <laughs> Other than that, what did you think about this episode? Um, it was okay. I don't know much about sirens. You know, you hear about sirens and the legend of sailors and all that stuff. But Yeah, all I know it from is the Iliad and the Odyssey. And uh, from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, if it's a siren story outside of those two references, I don't know of any. Do you? No, the only other uh, show I've seen with sirens is uh, Vampire Diaries. Why do you laugh about Old Brother Where Out, though? Because that's such a crazy... I love that movie, but it's so crazy. It's just... (laughs) 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 It's a statistical statistical (laughs) anomaly. We're two weeks away from everything. (laughs) We're a geographic... Geographical anomaly. This town is positioned two weeks away from from everywhere. It's a geographical anomaly. (laughs) I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> that movie's fantastic. You haven't seen it, you should see it. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a southern old telling of the Odyssey. But <laughs> then the, I think the filmmakers admitted to never reading it. So they must have just saw the movie once. <laughs> I don't know. The old timey movie with the claymation. Um. Yeah, that's all I know. I, and then, you know, that Hyacinth thing, they never, that was never discussed again. What did that have to do with that fake detective? Well, when he was in the doctor's office asking questions of her, he obviously is the one that stole some of those flowers from her plant so he could put them in a plastic bag, give them to Dean, put Dean on the scent. Oh, so fake doctor stole the blood, fake doctor doctored the footage, fake doctor did everything to have it look like the boys should be looking at Kara because she's looking guilty, but she's just horny. Right. She just wanted Sam for his body and nothing else. How rude of Sam to leave without saying goodbye. Jeez. That was kind of crappy of him. It was really crappy of him. Yeah, I mean... Leave a phone number or something. <laughs> um, okay, what's the death count in this? You know, I don't agree with the death count. It Uh-oh. says it says four counting the siren. Okay. But if you go in there. Well, I know why they say four counting the siren because they're not counting the first two. I think. I counted the, the, all three of the murders of the guys murdered their husband. I counted those yeah. three. 
Then I count the dude that offed his mother. That's four. Yeah. They have three, four counting the siren. I have four counting the yeah, siren. Yeah, that's what I would think, too. This would so, be five. Exactly. Because it doesn't make sense. How would they get four? Like, I get it if they got three and counting the siren, but they have four. They must have counted one of the first guys. Yeah, they Unless had there's someone else in there that we're not thinking of. No, because they have less than me. So, yeah, definitely it was the two that we didn't see killed their wife. The dude in the first scene that killed his wife. Uh, the dude that killed his mother. That's four. And then the siren yeah. is five. Yeah. So. Come on, IMDB. Get Pull your shit together. together. Yeah. Pull it together, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, okay, day-night count, what are we thinking? Because the first killing happened at night when he came home. The boys showed up the next day, probably? Probably. Well, was it, I'm assuming it was the next morning when we saw Dean waking up in the motel room, wherever they were. Yep, and then they got the case because you would have heard about it overnight? Or may think that case maybe happened a day or two before? It had to have happened a day or two before because it was in the paper. Okay. That's how he found it was in the newspaper? Yes. Yeah. So, actually, that probably, yeah, that would have happened two days before. So then they show up in town for a day. They're on a stakeout at night. Well, they're in town, and then they meet that cop. Then they do stakeout day right away, right? There isn't a day between meeting them and then stakeout day? Well, I would think so, because they spent the day at the strip club. Yeah. Romancing each other. So I'm thinking it's but a good week. But then it was later that night then that they fought. Yeah, you're right. It so was it all later happened that in the same day. I'm still thinking five days, four days. All right. There we go. So if anyone's keeping track of the days, you can put that into IMDb for <laughs> us. That'd be great. <laughs> and update their kill count, too, when you're in there. No kidding. Very nice. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? No, I do not have anything else to say about this episode whatsoever. What's our next episode? Episode 15 from season four, Death Takes the Holiday. All right. That sounds interesting. Yeah. What? Nobody's going to die? That seems like it's going to cause problems. You might think it would, yes. That's never a good thing when people don't die. (laughs) Well, people think that's weird. You're right. I would say that there was a season of Torchwood. I don't know if anyone's a Doctor Who fan, Torchwood, but there's a season of Torchwood where people stopped dying. And yeah. yeah well, it was a problem because then you have births are continuing, but if no one's dying, shit, overpopulation even faster than what we have now. Yeah, I guess. Yes. All right. We'll... We'll look forward to, I, I look forward to this, <laughs> this episode where we ask the question, what happens when death takes a holiday? Uh, we got a Facebook group, Armchair Hunters, coming over and say hi. We've got a really banging website at coupleofidgets.com. You can comment on every episode and listen to every episode, as well as get information on where to find our episode on popular streaming platforms, such as Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Apple iTunes, Etc. Did we ever hear back from uh, iHeartRadio if we were accepted? No, I have not received an email back. Any day, I heard iHeartRadio question. 
until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.